Green Sense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit ceatechn.com to learn more. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco innovations that are changing your world. This week, my guest is Ron Cowgill, host of Mighty House Radio Show. Ron will share some practical tips you can use to weatherize your home for all seasons. But first, we'll talk about installing a home EV charger. Ron, welcome back to Green Sense Show. Happy to have you back. Oh, glad to be back. Well, you're one handyman with a page of certifications and qualifications from a master certified remodeler to a licensed electronic electrical contractor to a state of Illinois licensed EV charger installer, making you very well qualified to talk about today's topic. Ready to go? Uh, Hopefully, yeah. (laughs) Well, last time you were on the show, we said we'd talk about installing home EV charging stations. Right. And with EVs continuing to gain in popularity, the charging network is in various stages of development across the country. So having a home charging station is almost a necessity. And there's several home charging options from a slow to a fast charger. So tell us about the landscape What's available out there and what kind of charging times can you get? Well, I, there's, most vehicles are going to come with the basic one that you can plug into a standard outlet. And, you know, that could take eight hours to charge your car, depending on how big the battery is up to two days, you know? So it depends on the, on the size of the battery in your vehicle, how long that's really going to take on a standard wall outlet. So then you can go to uh uh, 220 or you know the 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 larger chargers and um on those now now you're looking at anywhere from 30 amps up to 50 amps uh at 220 volts to be able to run these chargers so now you have to watch is the electrical service coming to the house large enough to handle this 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 draw that you're going to be putting on it and in most cases the service can handle it, but what else is what else are you running? Do you have an electric oven, your air conditioning? You start loading this up. Now you want to put a 50 amp charger on there. You're not going to be able to pull it off. So just you're going to have to either do an upgrade to your service or a lot of times we'll do is just downgrade it. So instead of putting 50 amp uh, charger in, we'll put a 30 in. So at least you're getting more than just plugging in a standard wall outlet, but you're not having to spend all the money 4,500 bucks or more to upgrade your service to do this. So, you know, there, there's different ways around it to get that charger in there and maximize your, you know, minimize your charging time and, and maximize the amount of, of uh, savings that you can get from that. So there's a, there's a lot of balance balances there you have to play with when you're trying to hook it up to your house. What about more power? 483 phase. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you're talking commercial stuff. So you're, yeah, that, that kind of stuff, you're not going to get in, get into your, uh, get into your house. They don't so that, have transformers. So that's the challenge. Uh, the highest we're going to get is a 220 volt at home at a 50 amps breaker. Correct. Correct. And what kind of charging time would you expect on something like that? Uh, so now you're down to a, a couple hours to, you know, uh, some of the larger batteries, or it might be five, six hours. 
but if you came home, you plug in and, you know, you got up in the morning, you're ready to go. Uh, we've within our company. Now we have one of the new transits that that's all electric. And that one, it, it takes about four hours to charge it up and it's ready to go again. So uh, it's, it's really not that bad. So if you get in a habit and plug in at night, that's very doable. So let's talk about the cost to purchase that home EV charger and what it would cost to install it. So if we went to that higher level to 20 volt, 50 amp, and we had to upgrade our service and our breaker box, what would it cost? So the service is going to be right around 4,500 bucks or so. Plus or minus. And it depends on how far away you are from, uh, you know, from the meter and oh, there's a lot of variables in it, but if you budget 4,500, you're going to be pretty close. And then on the low side to hook that charger up, you, you might be as much as 750 bucks, but you could be up to 2,500 also to, to do it. Uh, we just finished one where we had to run it out to the garage and that one ended up being about 3,500 because of the, the run out to the garage. Uh, but he's also got two, two cars out there. So we've got, we had to run a hundred amp service out to his garage so that we could have two chargers out there. Um, what do you recommend out there uh, uh, when, when you're installing this? I know there's so much variability, but how do you make a decision to help uh, keep costs down? Oh, it just, we, we look at the type of vehicle and how much capacity it, it's, it's the car can take. And then you can buy it when you buy your charger uh, Clipper Creek is just one that we use a lot of that one. We can, we, you can adjust it. So you buy that one charger and you, you can set, dial it down to 30 amps or you can dial it up to 50, you know, it depends on what, what size service you've got coming in. But like this client, we just finished, we had originally had it set for 30 because that's all he could get out there. Now that we ran this new service out there, we've turned it up to 50 and we put a second one in for her, his wife's car. So you know, now he didn't have to go buy that new charger because we were able to uh, adjust it. So you have to look at the the vehicle's needs, the 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 that what what service is coming into the house, and then you know then you start looking at the budget and what can we really afford to do. When uh, EVs first came out, the utility companies were providing uh, installation for free or they had incentives. What kind of incentives are out there now, either from state or federal government? to offset the cost of purchasing an, a, a charging station and the installation? I believe it's still, I think you get an $8,000 tax credit federally. Um, and then what's going on with the state right now, I don't know. I'd have to double check it. I really haven't, don't check with the state too much on what their uh, incentive programs are. Um, but since we just bought this this transit, which I should probably look into it. <laughs> so. <laughs> what, what about ComEd? Is ComEd offering any rebates? Or? No, nothing that I know of. No, not right so, now. So that's a serious consideration when you buy an EV is uh, can you put a upgraded charger in your home and what's it going to cost? Right. You'd hate to have that whole tax credit go to uh, installing a charging station. Correct. I mean, I guess the upside is uh, the guy that's driving that transit now, he was spending 250 to $300 a month in fuel buying gas. Now his electric bill went up 50 bucks a month. So, you know, he's, he's saving money now every month and, and he doesn't have to go to the gas station. He, he gets home, he plugs in. The other nice thing with that is you program the car. It's already preheated for him. He gets in, it's warm or it's, it's cool. It's got the air conditioning running already. So it's already tempered the vehicle. So when you pull away, 
you're not having to use that electricity from the battery to heat the car or cool it. It's already done. So well, there's we get to, advantages to it. We get to test drive electric vehicles, uh, thanks to our friend Tom Appel at Consumer Guide Automotive. And I had the uh, Ford F-150 Lightning, and it oh, was taken- Can I come to your house? <laughs> well, I'm going to have to hire you to come to our house. It was taking me 26 hours to charge that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. On a 110 volt, right? So that just was not practical. Right. But with that vehicle, you can also power your house. Oh, that thing was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So if you if the power went out, you could actually plug your truck into the to the house and then with the uh with the charger power your house with it. So Yes. That and that's it, that's a really great vehicle. You could run a job site. There were so many yes. outlets in the back of the bed there. It was a fantastic truck. I yes. have nothing bad to say about it other than there is not a reliable charging network out there if you don't have a home charger to charge it fast. Correct. Well, uh, how about the quick chargers? There's just not enough of them around in your area then? Uh, there are, but a lot of them were Tesla and they uh -huh. weren't. And when I would go to the other third parties, a lot of them were broke and they weren't working. Oh, so that's okay. why I see having a home charger, if you have an EV, is, is a necessity. It's key. Right. It's key. Well, then you don't have to sit around and wait. So Exactly. So, well, thank you, Ron. Let's move on to our next topic. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor. Uh, Green Sense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology. Visit CEATCHN.com to learn more. Uh, let's get into home weatherization. Uh, why would you weatherize a home? Because um, you don't want to heat the outside. I don't, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's all about, to me, it's about saving money. And you know, there's a lot of talk today about affordable housing. So is, is affordable house mean it's the house is cheap to buy? Or does that mean it's cheap to maintain and live in? Uh, you know, I, I, I'd argue it's probably better to have a house that's cheap to maintain and live in and maybe cost a little bit more to purchase because that's affordable housing to me, not just a cheap house that you have to spend 500 a month on gas to heat. So, you know, there's to me, that's that's where it's at. So by air sealing, insulating, and doing those kinds of things to make your home more energy efficient, it it saves money, and and you're going to get your money back on a lot of things within a year or two, or you know within a heating season or two. And so, especially now with utility rates just rising so rapidly. Yep. So tell us, uh, what are the things you can do that give you the biggest bang for the buck? Uh, right out of the box is check all your doors. Make sure your weather stripping is good, that the doors are tight. Caulk around the windows and, and air seal those. A lot of times the baseboards, you can go around and feel, you just feel air coming through on the baseboard. And then in the basement is to air seal all the way around the rim joist. And the, you can buy the foam packs at, you know, at the big box stores. And you can take closed cell foam and you just spray those, those areas in and air seal that. And that'll make a big difference. And then air seal in the attic where all the pipes are coming through into your attic. Make sure you take great stuff and foam those in first. And that way you stop all that chimney effect from the warm air coming through your house from your basement and going right out, right out through the, the ventilation in your attic. So air seal everything. And then if you're in the Chicago area, currently it's an R50, R49 that you need in your attic to, to be the current code. Wow, that's pretty heavy insulation. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that that's uh, a couple feet of insulation in your attic. So that, but that's that's to bring you up to current code. 
any downside to making your home that tight, especially if you've got compounds in there with volatile organic compounds or that release any toxic gases? Talk about that. Well, it depends on what you cook with. You know, you, you know, if you're if you're not if you're not a very good cook, you may not want to air seal your house. Um, the other thing I had I had a, a friend that used to say, you don't have to worry about it until you close it. When you close the door and the toilet flushes, then you've got an issue. So, you know, you've got a long way to go. And, you know, the best thing to do and what I tell people a lot is do a blower door test. Hire an energy auditor to come in and do a blower door test. And what they're going to do is give you a whole list of things of what's wrong. And if you stay with them and walk around, they'll show you those areas that need to be sealed, insulated, and, and, and or repaired. And so what that does gives you a nice game plan. And now it's all mapped out. And here's the biggest bang for your buck right on down the line. You start working those things down. And then over a couple of years, you can have them come back and, and do it again. And so that way you can kind of see and modify what, what it is that's, that, you're, that you're doing and what the, what's the most uh, efficient thing to do. So uh, yeah, great starting recommendation. with that test is the way to go. What does that cost? Usually about three to 400 bucks, depending on the size of your house. And, and a lot of these are simple things that the homeowner could do on their own. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yes. So, and we've got some uh, videos on our YouTube page that'll, that'll actually go through. We, we took a house and we went start to finish. We air sealed it, insulated it, and we did blower door tests in between. So you could see what we were doing and, and the effect it was having on it. And we took an 1880s house and almost brought it up to current air changes per hour standards. So, and to come back to your original question, some of the problems with that is, if it is too airtight, now, now you do have to uh, introduce some makeup air. And like if you're turning on bath fans, there's nowhere for that air to go. So now it's fighting it. It can't get rid of the, the bath fans or your, your hood fan can't get rid of any of that air. So you have to introduce makeup air into the, into the ductwork or there's a bunch of uh, different things you can do with your heating system to introduce that air and bring in fresh air and 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 uh, help keep the air inside your house a lot better. If people want to find your YouTube site, how do they do that? It, uh, it's just Mighty House. Or you can go to mightyhouse.net and it's right out there, right there on the homepage. That's, so. Yeah, I think that that's very helpful to get that audit and a great game plan and let the homeowner uh, uh, pick it apart at their leisure. Sure. I mean, so, you can go to you can go to the big box store and buy the buy the great stuff cans. Foam that in, and then they will, if you buy the insulation from them, they'll give you the machine. And so now you can you can blow the attic, you know, blow the insulation into your attic, and you can all do it's all do it yourself stuff. So I'm always amazed when I go to the uh, the big box uh, hardware stores. There's so many new products out there, and you're in the business. Any new products that we should be aware of that uh, can help in the weatherization process. Lately, I think, you know, the, the foams, they've introduced the larger pack, uh, froth pack. There's a 200 board foot and a 600 board foot froth pack. And that way you don't have to go out and hire an insulating contractor to come in and spray all the rim joists in your basement. You can buy a 200 board foot froth pack for about 600 bucks. And now you can go ahead and air seal in your basement all the way around the, the perimeter. And and run around in your attic if you want to do it that way too. Um, so that's probably some of the newer things that have that have come out. And you know, they they have the 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 Nest thermostats and and the Ecobees and 
those are a lot of fun to play with and 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 to be able to manage the the heating and cooling in your house so i i like some of that technology and then a lot of lighting technology too of you know the leds to reduce um your the energy usage and um lutron has a caseta system so you can program the lights to go on and off and you don't need timers so there's a lot of more efficient ways to do stuff and turn the lights on and off well uh what you're recommending works for all seasons, both yes. heating and cooling. Uh, yes. And both those bills can be very high these days uh, with the Correct. cost of electricity and ca- gas going up. Well, uh, the tools make the job. Any neat, cool tools out there uh, that uh, people should be looking at for weatherization? How much money do you want to spend? <laughs> well, you <laughs> I mean, know, they, guys and tools. So. If, well, <laughs> if, if you can get a thermal imaging camera, they've got some cheapy ones out there. So once you can just like clip onto your cell phone, but it's kind of cool to walk around your house. And then yeah. you can, you can see by the colors that are on that thermal imaging camera, where some of the air leaks are, where they're not, uh, and, and kind of get an idea of where you need to air seal a little bit more. And, you know, you can look at a window and the window will be okay, but then you'll see all these puffs of, of cold air, this blue going around the casing because the casing isn't caulked. And once you caulk that in, you can make it go away. So now you can actually see what you're doing. And, and you know, you can spend 4,500 bucks on one of those, but I think you can pick one up for 150 now too. Well, Ron, that is a great suggestion because I walked through my home and I could feel that draft and having something that could actually quantify it and show me where it's coming from yep. would be very helpful for a hundred. And you know it's not a ghost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Ron, anything else you'd like to add? No, I think the biggest thing is to start with that energy audit. And, and that's not something really you can do yourself, you know, but uh, once you've done the obvious things of the caulking and sealing and the weather stripping on all the windows and doors, then, then really the next big thing there is to, before you go insulating the attic and doing some of the other stuff, get the energy audit, have them come through and walk, walk with them. Don't just have them come in and do it and leave. Stay for the audit. They're gonna, they're gonna prefer to have you with them so that they can show you what's going on. And, and then put a game plan together to weatherize your house and make it more energy efficient. That's, that's really the biggest key. Ron, I appreciate you coming on Green Sense. I know you're uh, very busy and you're doing a lot of work out there and we appreciate your uh, insight and what you shared with our listeners. Oh, no problem. Appreciate it. Anytime. That's Ron Calgo, contractor and host of Mighty House Radio Show with practical advice on weatherizing your home and tips for installing a home EV charger. Green Sense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology. Visit ceatechn.com to learn more and visit the greensenseshow.com website to learn more about sponsorship. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to Green Sense and check out the Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM, Chicago.